The content of this presentation, including facts, views, opinions, recommendations, descriptions of, or references to products or securities, is not to be used or construed as investment advice, as an offer to sell, or the solicitation of an offer to buy, or an endorsement, recommendation, or sponsorship of any entity or security cited. Although we endeavor to ensure its accuracy and completeness, we assume no responsibility for any reliance upon it. This should not be construed to be legal or tax advice, as every client situation is different. Please consult your own legal and tax advisor. You're about to get lucky with the Bare Naked Money Podcast, the show that gives you the naked truth about personal finance with this week's hosts, Laura Whiteland, Associate Portfolio Manager, and Devin Catalan, Portfolio Manager with WLWP Wealth Planners, IA Private Wealth. So Devin, I was listening to our podcast the other day and Josh and Paul were talking about some kind of basic financial literacy stuff. And they got talking about mortgages and they made some really good points that, you know, you should always make sure your mortgage makes sense for you, but then didn't really go into any further detail. So I was thinking maybe we could have a chat about it and see if we can help and we'll get a little bit further down on not just what makes a mortgage right for you, but what does that actually look like and what kind of questions should you be asking yourself? Yeah, there's a lot that goes into uh, picking a mortgage. It's not just what's the lowest rate that's out there. And that's a common misconception. There are a lot of, there are actually a lot of things to consider and often what's best is to actually shop around talking to a mortgage broker who, who could actually look to see what's out there, both from an interest rate perspective, but also from some of the things that we're going to talk about today, some of the, the features that you can include within a mortgage or things to consider. But most importantly, when you're looking to get a mortgage, it's about what is going to meet your needs as an individual. And that's where talking to the broker can help you as well as talking with us, talking about what your objectives are around the property and how that we can help you select a mortgage that would meet that need. Absolutely. Depending on what your purpose is, whether or not you're buying that cottage or or you're moving, you're upsizing, you're downsizing, you're looking at buying a rental property. There's all kinds of different situations you can find yourself in with a house. So understanding what you're trying to get out of it can help you make sure that what you get for a mortgage actually makes sense with that. So having a clearly defined purpose is it's important for so many financial decisions, but with a mortgage, it can really help you actually get everything lined up. So you have a product you actually benefit from. Yeah. yeah. Some kind of a quick, easy tip or keep quick example in terms of aligning the mortgage to your need is a rental property, something you're committing to for the longer term, because looking to generate that rental income, you may be able to have features that provide a little bit less flexibility. Whereas a recreational property or your primary residence, there could, who knows if you're going to be in the place for the next five years or or next 10 years. And so uh, you may want some additional flexibility and uh, maybe considering things like having more flexible penalties or lower penalties so that you can break that mortgage early. Yeah. And one of the misconceptions I see up there is that, you know, if you have a fixed rate mortgage, that means you're going to have a big penalty if you want for a kid. And that's true with a lot of the, the larger institutions, but there's plenty of lenders out there that are more flexible on that. So if you want that sure to go, my mortgage is going to be X every month and I don't have to worry about it. The interest rate is going to fluctuate, but you still want to have a little bit of flexibility. If you do need to sell the property or things change, kind of looking inside of the big six banks can give you a little bit more options there on between that interest rate differential, which can be a pretty big penalty for most people and three months interest, which 
though not particularly fun, isn't usually that onerous. Yeah, and just for those listeners who are hearing the term if interest rate differential for the first time, with that is that's the difference in, in the current rate versus the rate that, that uh, you had when you locked into that mortgage based on an estimate of what the, the remaining maturity is, the remaining term is. And so if interest rates have dropped significantly, then that penalty could be pretty significant. And so that's something to consider because Laura said some of the alternative lenders or other lenders out there may not have uh, quite a steep penalty for that. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be paying a lot more in interest either. You know, you might be paying the same or potentially less, but a little bit more. But if that flexibility is something you need, an extra 0.05% is not going to make or break your, your financial situation. Uh, and if it is, you probably shouldn't be buying our, you know, a cottage or maybe that house isn't quite as affordable as you think it is. So yeah, understanding kind of your difference between your penalties can give you a lot more of that flexibility, but then there's also a fixed versus variable. So with a variable mortgage, you're taking on more of that risk. So generally upfront, you get a better interest rate because the bank is taking less risk. So if we look at you know, variable rates are typically going to be lower than what you can get in a close rate because they they can go up and down. So if interest rates generally go up, if prime moves up, you're going to be paying a little bit more. If interest rates go down, you benefit. If interest rates stay the same, you generally benefit. It's if interest rates go up, you need to be a little bit careful. So that could be a really great option for people as long as you have your eyes open and make sure you're not getting yourself in a situation where you end up maybe not paying as much down on your mortgage as you thought you were over the period. And then you get a little bit of a surprise when you have to renew and all of a sudden your payments jumping. So as long as you keep aware of that, it could be a really great option if you want some more flexibility and you're willing to take on that extra risk that rates might go up. Yeah. And we've been in a lowering interest rate environment for the past 20 plus years. And people always talk about how having a variable rate mortgage is the best kind of mortgage or to save you money over the long term. And that may not be the case in a rising interest rate environment, which potentially you may be entering into. That's something to consider as well is when looking at your mortgage and the interest and the mortgage payments that you're making today, you also have to consider what will happen if potentially interest rates increase. And should you create a little bit of a buffer to make sure that you can afford not just the mortgage payments today, but the mortgage payments longer term. And, and so that's something that people not necessarily consider, although now the stress tests that have come out are accounting for a little bit of an interest rate increase as well. A little bit, but yeah. Again, if you're pushing up against a little stake, maybe rethink your, your whole plan back. And then if we want to talk about the, the ultimate flexibility with a mortgage, there's always the mortgage versus secured line of credit, where a secured line of credit, it's a revolving credit. You have access to it at all times. So that's the ultimate in flexibility. You can pay it down whenever you want. You can take money back off of it if you need to. Uh, and nowadays there's what's called the collateralized mortgage, where you can actually have kind of your mortgage and your secured line of credit all in one. So you can actually be splitting the equity up. And in some cases, they'll actually rebalance it. You actually pay your mortgage down, you'll get more room on the line of credit. So that gives you a lot of flexibility, but I'm always a little bit hesitant to say, you know, they're hundred percent free because if you're maybe a little less disciplined with your credit, it could be a really big temptation. It becomes really easy to just recycle that credit. I, when I used to work in lending, I used to tell people it was like a hamster wheel that you would, you know, once you get on it, you, you can't really get off it because it becomes very easy to just build that line of credit up. 
move it into the mortgage, you pay it back down, you get one credit room, and then, you know, that renovation, you got a kid going to university, expenses pile up and it gets very easy and you just, just tuck it in here. And then next thing you know, it's 10, 15 years later and you haven't really made any progress on it. So. Yeah, it's important to, to pick the type of debt or mortgage that you select that meets your discipline as well. Like Laura said, if you're tempted to tap into that line of credit and those balances keep increasing, then maybe sticking with something that's a little bit more traditional force be a forced way to, to pay it off on a longer term. You don't want to end up in that hamster wheel for sure. And the worst thing that that can happen is, and we see it, someone will pull put money on their credit card to not be able to pay it off in full, move it into their line of credit, not be able to pay it off in full, and then and then refinance and get a larger mortgage. And that's when you really start running into issues because you're never actually paying off your debt. Um, one of the kind of common things you see, you know, a lot of people think, okay, I've got a lot of financial discipline and manage things month to month. And I always caution that most people get into issues with credit or kind of ramp these things up. It's not because they go on these big spending sprees. They don't, they're not wasting a bunch of money. Something happens with their job or something happens with their kids and people make very good decisions that make sense in the moment that don't necessarily work out in the long run. That's what people get into trouble with kind of, it's not even necessarily like a mental discipline. It's just understanding the situation you're in and making sure no, you if you do get into trouble, we have a bit of a backup plan. And that's where an advisor can also help making sure that there is a plan other than just, oh, we'll just keep putting it on this line of credit. Yeah. And, and that brings up another uh, good question is how much is an appropriate amount to have on your, uh, have as a mortgage on your property. And traditionally the, there's no right answer for that. Cause again, it, it comes down to the individual and, and what their needs are and how disciplined you are in terms of paying off that debt and, and the property and that list can go on and on. But, um, what you don't want to see is you don't want to see a scenario where maybe there's only 5% down on a property cash flows in terms of meeting those mortgage payments and, and potentially salary increases maybe flat over the foreseeable future. And so that those debt payments aren't going to be accelerated because you never know what's going to happen with, with the housing market or with your personal financial situation where you make it to, to tap into some additional equity and with 5% down, that doesn't leave you very much wiggle room at all. And you're having to pay uh, to mortgage, uh, you're having to pay insurance as well, which can be costly. Yeah. You definitely want to have a little bit of wiggle room, maybe 5% down isn't, isn't a good enough amount, but you definitely want to leave yourself with some wiggle room so that if those unforeseen circumstances come up, you have the ability to, to potentially tap into some equity there. Absolutely. No, whenever you're looking at buying a house, you're going to ask yourself, is this a good decision for me or is there something else motivating? I, I've seen FOLO is something I see a lot talking about people getting into the housing market these days. You need to make sure that it still makes sense for you and that the property you're buying, you know, aligns with your goals, and your needs. I think that the big thing here is really have a concrete understanding of what you're looking for and talking to an advisor can help you figure out how to get what you need. It's just really understanding your own goals and needs and and having a plan in place to actually achieve it. So yeah. I, I think we, we say it all the time, when in doubt, make sure you, you talk to an expert. So absolutely. And we can help uh, set up that plan for sure.
This information has been prepared by White LeBlanc Wealth Planners, who is a portfolio manager for IA Private Wealth. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the portfolio manager only and do not necessarily reflect those of IA Private Wealth, Inc. IA Private Wealth, Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. IA Private Wealth is a trademark and business name under which IA Private Wealth, Inc. operates. Based on observation, it seems that the time an investor is most likely to move his or her portfolio to a new advisor is when the old advisor dies. Let us go on record as saying that having a pulse is not a great reason to trust someone with your entire financial future. Stop putting your life in the hands of stillbreathingwealthplanners.com and call us. should not be construed as legal, tax, or camping advice. This podcast has been prepared for information purposes only. The tax information provided in this podcast is general in nature, and each client should consult with their own tax advisor, accountant, and lawyer before pursuing any strategy described herein, as each client's individual circumstances are unique. We've endeavored to ensure the accuracy of the information provided at the time that it was written. However, should the information in this podcast be incorrect or incomplete, or should the law or its interpretation change after the date of this document, the advice provided may be incorrect or inappropriate. There should be no expectation that the information will be updated, supplemented, or revised, whether as a result of new information, changing circumstances, future events, or otherwise. We are not responsible for errors contained in this podcast or to anyone who relies on the information contained in this podcast. Please consult your own legal and tax advisor.